0: 48K
1: News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Headlines leading microbiologist says anti-epidemic restrictions should only be eased for fully vaccinated people. The 47 opposition figures charged with conspiracy to commit subversion are due to appear in court again. In finance, the fixing rate for the yuan hits a three-year high against the dollar. Leading microbiologist says anti-epidemic restrictions should only be eased for fully vaccinated people. Warning, it's just a matter of time before another wave of COVID-19 infections breaks out here. Hopak Leung says if the relaxing of measures isn't linked to vaccination, people won't get jabs. Maggie Hill reports. The University of Hong Kong professor says social distancing rules should be eased for the entire population here, only if the vaccination rate in the city is between 70 to 80 percent. It's currently around 15 percent. He told an RTHK program the government needed a long-term solution to the pandemic, and if the easing of the restrictions wasn't linked to vaccination, people wouldn't get jabs. He also said restrictions shouldn't be eased for people who say they are not suitable for inoculation. He urged the government to clear up misunderstandings about vaccine safety. Seeing even though the manufacturer of the Beyond Tech jab doesn't recommend it for people with allergies to the ingredients, overseas data shows this only affects around five people in every one million. The 47 opposition figures charged with conspiracy to commit subversion are due to appear in court again today in a national security case. The defendants, most of whom were denied bail, are expected in West Kowloon Court this afternoon. A few dozen people have been queuing up outside the courthouse for a seat. The group was arrested over taking part in an unofficial primary vote for the postponed Leggo elections last year, and what authorities say was a plot to subvert the government. Meanwhile, University of Hong Kong constitutional legal academic Johannes Chan has questioned whether the sentences handed down to 10 veteran pro-democracy activists last week have undermined people's confidence in the judiciary. Professor Chan said he spoke to people in the legal sector and quite a few of them thought the sentences were too heavy and the prison terms too long. He said while the court has the duty to maintain public order, should also protect people's basic rights. And if the sentences deviate from society's expectation, he said it would hurt people's confidence in the courts. A man linked to a small outbreak of a mutated strain of COVID-19 in Hong Kong has appeared in court again as he faces a charge of knowingly giving false information to officials. The 30-year-old arrived in the SCR from Dubai in March and was later found to be infected after he'd finished quarantine. He allegedly told authorities he only visited Chimsa Choi in Jordan and didn't attend gatherings when he actually visited other places as well. The man's friend also faces a charge of failing to provide information for contact tracing. The couple's bail has been extended after the case was adjourned to June 15th for prosecutors to seek legal advice. Taiwan has signed deals to buy up to 20 million doses of locally produced vaccines as the island struggles to procure enough shots to protect its population from the coronavirus. Taiwan's state news agency said the authorities had signed agreements with two local companies. The BBC's Anna Pizarro reports.
0: It's not clear when the two Taiwanese companies will be ready to supply the COVID vaccines as they have yet to receive official approval. The government has only vaccinated 1% of its 23 million people and is now dealing with a significant number of community infections. Last week, the Taiwanese president accused China of blocking attempts to buy the Pfizer-BioNTech shot, just as the island was about to complete the contract with a manufacturer in Germany. China offered supplies from its licensed company, but the island said Beijing was Using vaccines to force a reunification, China denies the allegations.
1: In Australia, the state of Victoria recorded five new locally acquired cases overnight, taking the total number detected to 45. Health authorities are urging all Australians to get vaccinated amid concerns some people are holding off. But acting prime minister Michael McCormack says the Victorian outbreak could prompt a rethink. This has been a wake-up call to Australians and particularly to Victorians to go and get that jab in your arm and then follow it up when necessary to get that second jab to give you, uh, you know, the
0: best possible hope of not actually contracting the virus.
1: South Africa is increasing its COVID-19 restrictions to try to fight a surge in recent infections. A nightly curfew is to be extended, meaning non-essential shops, bars and restaurants will be forced to close by 10pm. President Cyril Ramaphosa said further restrictions were necessary to ensure health facilities weren't overwhelmed. In a televised address, he said infection rates were increasing at a worrying rate. The provinces of Free State, Northern Cape, Northwest and Gauteng have reached the threshold of a third wave of infections. It may only be a matter of time before the whole country will have entered a third wave. South Africa has recorded more than 56,000 deaths and more than 1.5 million cases, more than any other African nation. Police in the Indian capital Delhi have arrested more than 350 suspected fraudsters for selling fake medical supplies to Covid patients. Having opened hundreds of investigations, police found many families fell victim to con offering counterfeit drugs and oxygen on social media. Senior officer Prem Nat said the offences were a new low. You can consider this as a crime against humanity. People are suffering. They are asking you to deliver something to save their life, and you are cheating them. It's uh, very painful to see this situation. Fiji's government has been criticised for easing COVID restrictions over the weekend, despite a big jump in case numbers. Prime Minister Frank Baini Marama announced a number of containment zones across the country would now be merged, allowing more people to mix and some businesses to reopen. But opposition politician Biman Prasad has accused the government of creating confusion and increasing the health risk with more than 80 coronavirus cases recorded.
0: Obviously, this government has completely lost the plot in terms of supporting the Ministry of Health uh, through other governance uh, structures and plans so that you know we can seriously get this virus under control.
1: The far-right nationalist Israeli politician Naftali Bennett says he will work towards forming a new unity government, something that would end Benjamin Netanyahu's 12 years as prime minister. Saying no one believes in Mr Netanyahu anymore, Mr Bennett threw his support behind the centrist, Yair Lapid, who has until Wednesday to form a government.
0: At this decisive moment, we must take responsibility, so today I'm announcing that I intend to work with all my might
1: to form a national unity government with my friend Yair Lapid, so that, God willing, together we can save the country from a tailspin and return Israel to its course. Mr. Netanyahu responded immediately, saying the A. Lepid Bennett government would weaken Israel. Don't form a left-wing
0: government. Such a government is a danger to Israel's security and future. Think about it. What will it do for Israel's deterrence? How will we look in the eyes of our enemies? What will they say in Iran? What will they
1: say in Gaza? What will they do in Iran and in Gaza? What will they say in the halls of government in Washington? President Biden says he'll visit says he'll press Vladimir Putin to respect human rights when he meets the Russian leader in Switzerland next month. The US president was speaking in his hometown of Wilmington, Delaware at a Memorial Day service. We're unique in the world. I'll be meeting with President Putin in a couple of weeks in Geneva, making it clear that we will not we will not stand by and let him abuse those rights. Confirming the two leaders' first meeting since Mr Biden won office, the White House has previously said the president would raise a range of pressing issues, including the situations in Belarus and Ukraine. Moscow has said regional and strategic stability and problems such as the coronavirus pandemic will be addressed. The Texas State Senate has approved a controversial voting bill. As the BBC's Brenda Marshall. Measures in the bill would make postal voting harder make the removal of disruptive poll watchers more difficult, ban popular practices such as drive-through voting and restrict voting hours. It would also lower the legal standard for overturning an election result. The Republican-majority House is due to take up the measure later today, and if it passes, the Texas state governor is expected to sign it quickly. President Biden has described it as un-American and an assault on democracy. A three-man crew of astronauts will blast off in June for a three-month mission on China's new space station. That's according to a space official who was the country's first astronaut in orbit. Vicky Wong has more. The plans for the space station's first crew were confirmed to state television by Yang Liwei, the manned space program's deputy chief designer, as an automated spacecraft was launched this week with fuel and supplies for the Tianhe station. Mr Yang said
0: the Shenzhou-12 capsule carrying the crew will be launched from the Jiuquan base next month. They will practice spacewalks, conduct maintenance and perform scientific operations. Mr. Yang, who orbited the Earth in 2003, gave no details about the identities of the crew or a flight date. But he said they would come from the program's two earliest group of astronauts, known in China as Taikonauts.
1: China's central bank has lifted the yuan's exchange rate against the dollar to a new three-year high. People's Bank of China has set the official yuan midpoint rate at just under 6.37 to the dollar. That's 0.28% firmer than the previous fix, and the strongest guidance rate since May 2018. Official figures show factory activity on the mainland grew at a slower-than-expected rate this month due to a surge in the price of raw material. The Official Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, fell to 51 figure above 50 shows growth. Meanwhile, the official PMI for China's services sector, which includes many small private companies, rose to 55.2 from 54.9 in April. Composite PMI, which includes both manufacturing and services, rose to 54.2 from 53.8. Stocks, and a short time ago the Seng index was at 28,979, that's 147 points, down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $74 billion. Currencies: U.S. dollars trading at 109.6 yen. The euro stands at one U.S. dollar and 21 cents, and the pound is worth 11 Hong Kong dollars and one cent. Sport: The Japanese tennis star Naomi Osaka has been warned she could be disqualified from the French Open and has been fined 15,000 U.S. dollars for refusing to attend press conferences at the tournament. Earlier, she said she wouldn't be giving interviews during the Open because of the effect on her mental health. As the BBC's Russell Fuller. She said in a statement that she put out on social media a few days ago that it was something she didn't want to subject herself to. She didn't want journalists putting doubt in her mind, effectively, is what she was saying. And after she won her first round match and then didn't speak to the media, a statement was put out by the four Grand Slam tournaments. They said repeat violations could lead to greater fines, suspension from future Grand Slams. They're pointing out that it's important to... Publicise the sport by doing your media commitments and also that the time she saves by not doing them may give her an unfair advantage over her competitors. On the court, the former world number one Angelique Kerber was beaten by the Ukrainian qualifier Angelina Kalilina. In the men's draw, Dominic Thiem was the biggest casualty on opening day. Twice a finalist at Roland Garros, he was beaten in five sets by Spain's Pablo Andujar, who also defeated Roger Federer in Geneva earlier this month. The newly crowned European football champions, Chelsea, are already looking to improve their squad for next season. Chelsea defeats his Manchester City 1 0 in Saturday's Champions League final. Manager Thomas Tuchel is now going after the striker, Romulu Lukaku of Inter Milan. The former Chelsea defender, Ken Monku says Tuchel is just beginning to have an impact on the squad. I think he will be polishing and holding his diamonds because he's got some really quality players. And like I said, when you look at the bench as well, you know, the amount of talent. Not only for Chelsea, but for England as well. I think he's just going to like to put his stamp on it, and for him to make
0: an impact within six or seven months being at the club is is unbelievable. You know,
1: unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think he's going to go from strength to strength, and he and he and he alluded to it already. He wants more. You know, he's here to win stuff. That's what he's here for, and and he showed he showed his true colors. In cycling, Colombia's Egan Bernal has won the Giro d'Italia. Details on the BBC's Matt Warwick.
0: For a race so full of accident and injury, a result of pure catharsis. 2019 Tour de France winner Bernal has been plagued by a back injury which has put his whole career in doubt. So pink in Milan means as much as yellow in Paris to a man who feared he would never see victory again. Caruso had never seen victory on the world tour at all before his heroics in the Alps helped him to a highly unexpected stage 20 win, much to the delight of the roaring Italian fans and his long since departed lead rider Michel Lander still recovering from the broken bones he and many other riders suffered during a brutal three weeks in Italy.
1: And to end the news, the top stories once again. Leading microbiologist says anti-epidemic restrictions should only be eased for fully vaccinated people. 47 opposition figures charged with conspiracy to commit subversion are due to appear in court again and in finance the fixing rate for the yuan hits a three-year high against the dollar. And that's the news from RTHK.
0: Come up to meet you, tell you I'm sorry. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mare, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 31st of May is today's date. Big thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today. And many thanks for tuning in this afternoon with me, Noreen Mare. I'll be right here with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. We're starting today's show by hearing about a poem called One or Two by Eva Ng,